This is episode number 12, titled Reset and Manage Your Brain, with Dr. Dennis Manis from Braintech Institute. From the Health and Wellness Encinitas podcast, where we talk the truth about wellness and give you the tools, resources, and access to things that actually work and heal, all from the wellness mecca of Encinitas, California, and beyond. Today, Lisa is talking with Dr. Manus about how it all started. In 1992, Dr. Manus had a stroke. He found some things that worked that allowed him to bring back his memories. And of course, that evolved into Brain Tech Institute. So this is all about brain fitness and function, neurology, and its uses against PTSD, ADHD, and any kind of mental performance disorder. Dr. Manus has worked a lot with children who had learning disorders and also adults with the same issues. And now for the show. Welcome back and Happy New Year. Happy 2015. This is Lisa Thorpe. This is Health and Wellness and Sinitas. And today I am so very excited to welcome Dr. Dennis Manus with Brain Tech. Dennis, thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. So, Dennis, You not only have two PhDs in neuroscience, or one in neuroscience, one in education. Actually, it's education and psychology. And psychology. Yes. Okay. Uh And you work with a very specific type of technology for the brain that has the ability to help a very broad range of conditions, and even healthy people for that matter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just let you explain it, because obviously it's neuroscience, (laughs) and I'm not a neuroscientist. But tell tell us about what you do. Well, what happened is in 1992, I had a stroke. Doctors told me I would never talk normal again. They told me I would never work another day in my life, that my memory was bad. And there was no cure when a stroke affected that part of the brain. Now, that was 1992. Now, we have learned more about the brain in the last 15 years than in all of recorded history. So we came a long way when it comes to finding results. But at that time, doctors had nothing they could turn to to help me. And I was fortunate that my mother was living with us. I was a single parent at the time. And I didn't know my son's name. I didn't know my son. I just knew that here's this person living in my space. And who is he? And why is he there? And mother came in and she just took over it all. And then... Mother heard somewhere that if you take someone to a place that was very special to them, that I they... Think, I think we got a dog, a dog chiming in. What's going on? <laughs> I was listening to that. <laughs> what kind of patients do you dog, I know, right? <laughs> Veterinary market today. No. No. Yeah. Okay. But Mother heard somewhere that... If you take a person who has lost their memory back to a place that is very familiar to them, where they have a lot of emotional ties, it might bring back some memory. So mother took me to the San Francisco Furniture Mart where I had some furniture that I had designed that was in the Furniture Mart. Nothing came back. 
It was just a disappointing trip to her. And I was fine. I didn't know what was going on. You know? But we're right. in the car. We're coming back home. And Mother was listening to music from the 40s and the 50s. Well, that's music that's way before my time. And something came on the radio, and it brought back my ability to have a normal conversation and have recall. And that lasted for about 10, 15 minutes. And Mother was astute enough to write down the name of that song, and she found the CD. How long? Mm -hmm. So you got recall during that time, during that drive, mm -hmm. and listening to the music. And so how long from the time of your injury before you were able uh, to completely recall, and did you start to have function again? Well, I would play that CD, and on a good day, which I had about one or two good days a month, I would play that CD, and memories would start to, would come, start back. to come back, but they'd go away almost as quick as they came. Now, I was a studio musician, and I later went into sound engineering. And I learned how to manipulate sound, and learned how to record sound, and I did find a six-second interlude in this song that made the difference. And so I started working with that six-second interlude and continued to build it out, and I started having more good days. And it took me about a year and a half to be able to get that to where I was able to remember things. I was able to dress myself. I was able to cook food without setting the house on fire. I was able to do things that I hadn't been able to do since before the stroke. Now, mind you, all of my memory did not come back. And to this day, I still struggle with phases or um, parts of the brain that I'm still working on trying to find the combination to bring that back. But through it all, and through this experience, I was able to develop a series of signal sets that would affect the brain. And not only did it bring back my abilities, it also helped me help others. Uh, one day, a buddy of mine who played center for the Oakland Raiders football team came by and said, do you think this will help kids who are having learning challenges? Yeah, I don't know. Let's try it. And we did. And anyway, we took it to a place called Job Corps. And that's an area, or that's a place, where kids who've fallen through the cracks of the educational system are given a second chance to get their education and they're taught a trade. My job was to see if I could help these people get their brains rewired and help them make a comeback. Now, mind you, this is about eight years after I did it for myself, and now I have the opportunity to try to do it for others. And we helped all but three of those kids recover between three and five grade levels in math and reading. And I don't teach math or reading. All I do is I run the signals, and in this case, I embedded them instead of in soft music, I embedded them in video games. So while the students are sitting there playing the video games, the technology is helping bring activity back to key areas in their brain and helping them be able to learn easier, help them with their memory, help them to be able to expand 
their uh, their ability to triple their reading speed. The average student did triple their reading speed and comprehension. And sometimes the the use of uh, frequency or music to uh, adjust the brain or help the brain mm-hmm. to rewire itself. It's it can be called biofeedback or mm-hmm. neurofeedback. Right. Um, one of the the terms uh, a little bit different is uh, binaural beats. Mm-hmm. Now, where where does the technology that you've created and that you work what does I know it doesn't fall under mm-hmm. one of those categories. It almost right. encompasses all of them. Is that correct? A distant cousin. A distant cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So because how does it relate to, to these other fields, like biofeedback, neurofeedback? Well, there is no feedback okay. in this case. Um, what we do is we'll do an assessment. And through that assessment, it'll tell us what's firing, what's not firing, what's misfiring in the brain. Then the software will start pulling these signals together. Okay. There's hundreds of these signals that I've created, and they all go to different areas. They all do different things. But let's backtrack just a little bit. Okay, Every part of your brain has a job description. It's in the different lobes of the brain. And I used to wire people up. I used to use different types of brain scans. Uh, and through those scans, I kept noticing the same 150 markers kept showing up. And I then began to study those 150 markers and determine out of these markers when they're turned on and when they're turned off. And from my experience with the scans, I was able to zero in on these 150 markers and identify the job descriptions of these 150 different areas of the brain. Mind you, there's a lot more areas of the brain than this. And there's a lot more areas with job descriptions than this. And it's not necessarily that particular marker, but it's the connections. Okay, let's take the the case of Tori. Tori had cerebral palsy. And she was 15 and a half years old. And throughout her life, her left arm was frozen to her gut. She was in a wheelchair because she had no ability to manage her left foot. It would just flop, and that would cause her to trip and fall. Make-A-Wish Foundation sent Tori to Orlando, Florida in a wheelchair. On her way back through New York, she met some folks who said, you need to go see Dr. D. Now, when I looked at Tori's brain, and I looked at these 150 markers, it helped me identify what was not firing. And it helped me identify certain areas that should have been and other areas that were just dormant, not doing anything, but they were alive. And I ran the signals. And about 20 minutes into it, Tori says, my left arm is tingling. I said, well, straighten your arm out. She did. And in about a half hour after that, she says, my my left leg is tingling. I said, okay, point your toe toward the door. She did. I said, okay, now bring that toe back towards you. She did. That was three years ago. Tori is still out of the wheelchair, and she's still doing fine. Um, We have story after story after story like this. I wish I could lie to you and tell you that everybody that came in got everything they're looking for, but that's not true either. Uh, The reality is some people receive great benefit from this. I remember John, when John started talking, John had had a stroke and two years in the wheelchair, it took six weeks for him to start talking. It wasn't like Tori. Tori just, boom, she was there. 
It took John four and a half weeks to start walking. And at the end of eight weeks, he was walking nine-tenths of a mile without any apparatus. He wasn't using the walker or the wheelchair to make those walks. And he was dressing himself. This was all good stuff. And so by creating the signals and embedding the signals into the soft music, we've seen change happen. Now, I learned how to embed the sound based upon the time when I was doing sound engineering. I found that I could easily get an audience excited about our music sure. before we ever went out on stage just by manipulating sound. People could be out at the snack bar and I'd make certain sounds and people started getting a little louder and getting a little more anxious, getting a little more excited. Soon they were inside the, the arena or inside the, uh, the, uh, the venue just screaming and yelling and having a great time. When we came out, the audience is already prepared, and now we can put on a great show because we've got that audience where we want them. Now, I do the same thing with your brain. But now, let's, let's talk about, is it frequency? Well, your skin is a frequency. Life is a frequency. Everything's a frequency. Everything is a frequency. So, is it frequency? Sure it is. It has to be. Um, is it based on Newtonian physics? No. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it is based on the fact that I can take and look at the signal set going on in your brain, and there might be 70 areas that I want to touch. Okay? That might require 70 different signals. Right. Okay? And so I go into a studio, and I lay down tracks, and I lay down what they call multitracking. And... Then I will go into a series of mix. Signal A goes with signal D, and signal C goes with signal M or whatever, and I will blend. But because the brain works so fast, we have to do this in milliseconds. And it used to take me 8 to 10 hours to get one signal set made because everything has to be blended. Now, binaural beats, you send in a particular frequency to the left ear and a different frequency into the right ear, the difference would be a frequency that goes off within your brain. Other technologies will relax the whole brain or will stimulate the whole brain. Like Holosync or... Yeah. Um, i trying to think, what's the, what are the others? But the, the type, types of technologies that will, will induce alpha or theta, mm -hmm. these right. sorts of things that are meditative but also harmonizing. Yes, and there's nothing wrong with those, but our stuff doesn't do that. You know, you think about the yin for the yang, okay? And This is more of a, a precise mathematical signature. It is. Yeah. It is. And um, it took me 23 years to get this far. And I'm, uh, I have a whole new set of products coming out this year that um, we're excited about. I can't really talk about them yet. But in about 45 to 60 days, you can go to our website and you can see a lot of these. But the neat thing of it is, is the fact that we right now have 143 practitioners that do our stuff. And they're doing it in four different countries. But we're not limited to those four different countries. The fact is... Anyone, anyone can learn to be a practitioner with the technology that you teach. Yeah, uh, they have to be state licensed. Um, it does need to be state yeah, licensed. Yeah, we look for a state license. 
if they're a medical doctor, if they're an RN, if they're an LVN, if they're a massage therapist. Anyone who is state licensed uh, can use this protocol in what they do. Now, in looking at the protocol, for someone who is depressed, I can do talk therapy with them as a psychology dude, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it will take me weeks upon weeks upon weeks. Right. Now, that same depressed person, I've had Fortune 50 people coming in who are so stressed and so depressed because the market is so tough out there. I've also had everyday Joes come in. The neat thing of it is, is we can make the change in a couple of hours. Right. What takes me weeks in talk therapy to accomplish. Now, am I saying talk therapy is bad? No. I think talk therapy is excellent because you're able to help people reason their way through their challenges. But why not knock out the depression? Why not knock out the stress first? Address the biophysical Mm -hmm. signature that's impeding their ability to to self-regulate and to to have happiness or contentedness mm-hmm. is oftentimes uh, an impedance or, like you said, a, a signature. There's a there's something that's misfiring or not firing mm-hmm. in the brain. Right. And with these mathematical musical signatures, you can mm-hmm. turn them right back on. And I know mm-hmm. you've gotten what would seem like miraculous results, not only with people in comas, in mm-hmm. uh, like you mentioned, the cerebral palsy, but mm-hmm. I know you're also getting amazing results with people with ADHD and, yes. and depression. And now mm-hmm. are these... Are these reprogrammed or are they each? I know you used to create programs that were patient specific. Yes. When a practitioner has a new uh, patient come through, they take the evaluation, they do both an on, but I believe it's an online evaluation, and then is there a physical evaluation? It all depends. Um, I'm in research now, and so that's what I do, is I will be in research, but. When a doctor has a case and they've done everything they can do, they'll send them to me. And I look for new pathways. I look for new ways of doing things with their brain. So I will look at the MRI. I'll look at the CAT scan. I'll look at the PET scan, the SPEC scan, whatever they've got. And then I will do my own scan as I run signals to try to find what is going to work for this person. Now, we do what we do, and the doctor has a new tool to work with. And this has happened on several occasions, is that we'll do what we do and we will set a plan in place, a program in place that has changed that person to give that person an opportunity to improve. And then that person can take that and go back to their doctor and the doctor has a new pathway to develop from. Now we can look at Kirk. Uh, Kirk had been in an automobile accident. He had a traumatic brain injury. He was having seizures constantly. They had to put black patches over his eyes because anytime he would see something move, he would go into seizure or his vestibular would be challenged uh, in crowds uh, and around noise. Well, Kirk had been in this situation for nine years. They pulled his driver's license because obviously when you're driving, things move. And he can't <laughs> go into seizure while he's driving, right. you know. I'd like to joke and say that I get my best sleep while I'm driving, but that's not true either. <laughs> but but um, Kirk came to us nine years after they pulled his driver's license, and uh, he was having these challenges. Well, 
the doctors did everything they knew to do. I worked with Kirk for three hours on a Wednesday and two hours on a Thursday. I did not see him Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but he came back to the office on Monday. He wasn't wearing those black patches or those black glasses. And he and his wife were almost in tears. And he came back and he said, I can't believe it. We took the grandkids to Disneyland. It was hot. And I went to wipe the sweat off my brow and my glasses fell off. Here's noise, here's crowds, here's movement. I didn't have any seizures. I didn't trip, I didn't fall. They didn't have to lead me out of the area. What happened was, I got on one of the kiddie rides with the grandkids. <laughs> and he said, no seizures, plenty of movement. And he tells his story on our website. If you go to www.braintechtekinstitute.com, you go to directory, and then drop down to Brain Tech TV. Kirk is telling his story of how his glasses fell off. And he didn't have any seizures. His last ride of the day was Space Mountain Roller Coaster. And we'll have the mm -hmm. show notes so that people can find. And, and, mm -hmm. I, and I'd also like to comment, if anyone has any questions, uh, please feel free to call in. You can leave questions if you call 206-600-2475. Uh, we'd love to hear uh, what, you, what you'd like to hear about, if you have any questions about the current show, past shows. And we will definitely have all of the show notes and links to Dr. Manus and Brain Tech uh, on the podcast. If you go to healthandwellnessencinitas.com, you're able to get all of this information and link back to Dr. Manus and find all of this information. So that I understand, and so everybody understands, you, you've been doing this work. You've created this technology, this form of manipulating and help to readjust or autocorrect the brain mm -hmm. so that people can recover from a very broad range of neurological or even physical ailments. And you've taken it and turned it into a training so that it's a, not only an opportunity for people to get well, it's an opportunity for other people to become practitioners yes. if they're, or add, I should say mm -hmm. this, add this uh, tool to mm -hmm. their practice. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm curious because I, I understand you've created specific programs for specific patients. Mm -hmm. When somebody becomes a, a practitioner using this tool, are there set programs or is it patient-specific? Everything we do is patient-specific. It's patient-specific. And it's called BRE program. And the BRE program, you come in and you learn how to run the software. Now, what happens when you learn how to run the software, you have access to all of our different protocols that we run. Now, they're having the same results that I'm having. We had, a, uh, we had two situations in Atlanta, Georgia, where... Uh, one of them was a child who was homicidal, not suicidal, homicidal. He hated everybody. Couldn't get along with anybody. The whole world was out of step except for him. And he was being watched so closely by the authorities. And he was under, not really under a house arrest, but if he disappeared for any short length of time, there's ground troops out looking for him. Um, they had a helicopter in the air. They had ground troops out looking for him one day that he had been gone for about two hours. And they found him on the roof of his house. And doctors and psychologists and medication did everything they could for him, but it did not change his hate toward people. Dr. Bergeron put him on the program, and the following week, his 
young lady who was running the program. I believe she's a physical therapist. Anyway, she called and said, you will not believe the change in this child. He's, he's actually getting along. I mean, I was worried about this young lady managing his case. She did terrific. And within two weeks, he had a birthday. He said, guys, don't buy me anything. Give me money so I can buy flowers for my mother. Wow. That was big. But it's worked on people of all ages. But now, when you talk about ADHD, more than one in five American adults now take at least one type of medication for this disorder. And the fact that uh, uh, this is overwhelming data because, you know, that's 20% of our country faced with an inability to focus or challenges with focusing. With the fact that more than one in five American adults now take at least one type of medication to treat a psychological or behavioral disorder, and that's 20% rise since 2001. We have been able to bring focus and to bring attention back to people by utilizing the technology. Now, I'm not knocking drugs. I'm not beating up on drugs. Uh, Drugs have their place. But why not deal with the root of the issue? We don't take people off their drugs. We change the behavior of the brain, and we teach them how to manage their brain. Once we have reset it, now we teach them how to manage it. We teach them how to feel with their brain. We teach them how to change dominance in their brain. We teach them how to uh, become actively, cognitively aware of what they're reading, what they're seeing, what they're hearing. The classroom lectures, uh, the meetings in the boardrooms, or uh, the people who are doing a uh, assembly line. It doesn't matter. The fact is, we teach them how to manage their own brain. It's one thing for me to reset the brain, but it's like you take your car to a mechanic. The mechanic's going to tune your car. Well, you still have to change the oil. You still have to check the tire pressure, check the fluid levels. You still have to drive within reason. You have to do the same thing with your brain when you come in to see us, and we're going to show you how to do that. It's important. So when somebody goes through the therapy, it's mm-hmm. uh, very relaxing. They're listening to an audio, or like you said, in some cases you've done it, you've embedded the signatures in video games. But mm-hmm. typically they're listening to a, a music or a music that's been embedded with these mathematical signatures to help the, ba- the brain reset itself. When you're educating people about the mindfulness or how to manage after the fact, is that using the same therapy, or is this uh, another process? No, it's another process. Uh, it's a process that if you're sitting in a classroom or the boardroom, if you're on an assembly line, if you're uh, just being mom or just being dad, there's times when you get stressed. I want you to be able to feel what is stressing you before it has an opportunity to manifest. And we showed you how to do that. <laughs> For and a then, lot of mom, those moms, as a mother, that's a big one. It is. <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah. And as a father, that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as you feel it, I want you to change dominance. Now, and, what does it mean to change dominance? Okay. Well, let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about your endocrine system. Within your endocrine system, our protocols have three pathways, one going south into the gut, Another one going through the uh, thyroid into the hormones. Another one going from the adrenal glands into the amygdala. The amygdala 
communicates with, well, the adrenal glands communicate with the amygdala. And it produces a stress hormone called adrenaline. Too much adrenaline feeds the cortisol. Too much cortisol feeds the free radicals. And before you know, you're in a tailspin. The amygdala hijack, I know mm-hmm. it too yes. well. Yes. Uh-huh. As a, as a first-generation <laughs> Italian, I know all about the amygdala, amygdala hijack and as a mother. It yeah. is, and it, because we, don't, we're, we go along in our life and we're very stressed, and, and the average person now deals with, you know, I think we used to have stress occasionally when the saber-toothed tiger was mm-hmm. up on the cliff and we said, oh, no, I better yeah. run or hide. Yeah. But now it's every day. It's the, it's the bill on the counter. It's the, mm-hmm. the honking every time we get in our car. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, no, I forgot to do this. And so right. the level of stress, the amount of, um, amount of cortisol being produced mm-hmm. is like that of a saber-toothed tiger being yeah. over our shoulder. Precisely. And and then that amygdala, we they call it the short track to the amygdala. I yeah. know this. And now we've lost it. And so mm-hmm. I, I really... I have a lot of uh, compassion for this idea that how do we how do we maintain calm how do we not lose it in life mm-hmm. and what a difference it makes in people's lives if they can learn from the inside out how to Correct. slow that down and prevent it one of the first things that we teach people is how to put your brain in neutral when you're stressed when you're worried when you're troubled or you've just had a traumatic event that stress can build and I know you know that stress can literally change the size of the brain. Right. Shrink it. It can shrink it. Absolutely. Pregnant women, it shrinks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but keep in mind, pregnant it men, it shrinks too. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, does, The woman may be carrying the little critter, but the fact is, dad is going through a, a lot similar of the same stuff. Things. Yeah. Now, when you start just feeling the first inkling of stress... Put your brain in neutral. Now, when you put your brain in neutral, what happens is you have the ability to start making change. Well, and you're self-empowered. Yes. Just the fact of being able to know what neutral is. Now, is neutral Mm -hmm. a meditative state, or what is neutral? Uh, When I'm speaking at a conference or a convention or if I'm uh, with a patient, it doesn't matter, I will show people how... To put your brain in neutral and then how to get rid of the stress within a couple of minutes. You don't have to deal with the stress. The stress is the problem. When your eyes are on the problem, it cannot possibly be on the solution. Right. So what we teach you is put your brain in neutral, change dominance, and then I want you to do certain exercises in your mind that brings you back to focus on the solution. We have a program that we do where you can look at all six sides of the box. People get carried away looking at four sides. Right. And then they don't bother looking in the box. But that same box might be loaded with wonderful assets, or that same box might be loaded with all kinds of challenges, but it's in your mental pathway. So we teach you how to quickly dissect the box but you have to change dominance first you have to put your brain in neutral you have to get away from the stressor get rid of the saber-toothed tiger that's correct that's correct you find a good dentist pull those teeth you know? <laughs> <laughs> and well, once you've done this you're now in a position 
to make your best decision because you're taking your thinking away from processing from deep limbic. Houses a lot of wonderful emotions, but it also houses a lot of negative emotions. You make your best decisions from the frontal lobes. And so by switching dominance from point A to point B, you're able to come to a calm. So dominance, switching dominance so that we're accessing our frontal lobe, our rational centers, as opposed mm-hmm. to our simple animal brain that That's likes correct. to just fight, <laughs> flight, or freeze. That's it. Yeah, That's it. Now I get it. Yeah. But now sometimes the challenge is in the frontal lobes, and you have to change dominance away from the frontal lobes. And we teach you how to feel with your brain. Now, when do we want to switch away from our rational centers? Well, it's not necessarily the rational center. It's, I feel a away trauma. From, away and from the, the trauma, frontal lobe. Yeah, and the trauma is causing all kinds of excitement to the frontal lobe. That could be a head-on collision, whether that be on the football field or in an automobile. Or even some very upsetting news. Yes, mm-hmm. because now your rational mind is trying to process trauma, and it's too upset to put the brain in neutral like, wow, right now. And so we teach you how to change that dominance to the proper area and it's usually orbital opposite you're like so. a brain fitness trainer yes we are so, you, know, you go you go into a gym and you can get a trainer and they say we're going to make your biceps stronger mm-hmm. we're going to make so that you can walk better so that you yeah. can stay stay thinner mm-hmm. and it's it's the same thing that you're doing with people for their brain absolutely and they're able to function and perform uh, better I've seen their results on the website. I've mm-hmm. heard the stories. I mean, it's profoundly amazing yeah. what you're capable of. I mean, I, I really believe what you're doing, uh, what you've created with brain tech, is a big piece of the future of medicine. It is. Because there's no part of wellness or disease that this doesn't have the potential to at least help. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you can't cure everybody. It's yeah. not, you're not going to get immediate results with everyone. But some of the results are, are miraculous. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably almost nobody that would not benefit yeah. from having a brain fitness program. Correct. And having all of the, the mathematical signatures in their brain switched on so that they're firing on all signatures. <laughs> What? Cylinders. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> turn my brain back on. All <laughs> cylinders. <laughs> so, so what's the future, Doctor Manus? We have three new products coming out over the next ninety days, but we're going to start introducing them uh, probably around mid-February, the end of February, sometime in that time frame. And I am so excited, and I really wish I could talk about them right now, but my lips have been it's sewn a big together. Secret. Now I'm, now I'm yeah. chomping at the bit. But I'll I want to know. What, we'll come back and we'll do another one of these. All right. And I'll walk you through it whenever we get to there. I, because, yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. I want to I, I mm-hmm. know more. I want to see more. I'm already in my mind I'm going, okay, what licensed practitioner <laughs> can I get through this training? Oh, yeah. And now you, you guys are getting insurance reimbursement now. Actually, uh, we got our first insurance reimbursement this month. Congratulations. uh, They've given us our insurance codes, but they've kept turning us down. (laughs) (laughs) We know know Mm -hmm. that uh, we won't go down that path. Anyway, yeah, yeah, the insurance industry is an interesting interesting game. Yeah, but they've given us But you've got a code. And you've gotten reimbursed Mm -hmm. once, which is the big big step. If you get reimbursed once. And that just happened last week. Congratulations. And so this is brand new. It's big. And we're just really excited about that. We found a, out of the five codes they've given us, uh, it's working out beautifully. 
and we have some good news coming up regarding insurance. This is um, and this is exciting for yeah. for the people out there. I mean, not only mm-hmm. the the practitioners that want to use this tap tool, yeah. but for the patients. I mean, Absolutely. so many people that could be helped so profoundly, and of mm-hmm. course, uh, there are very few people that are millionaires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we need it to be something. It needs to be yeah. a standard in medical care. I, yeah. I believe it, it should, really does. should be first. The first thing that's done, Dr. Manus, if we treated children in this way, mm-hmm. like the first time they go to a pediatrician, what do you think? How do you think that would change society? First of all, and again, this is getting into uh, one of the new products we have coming out next month. In school, we tell kids what to do. We tell them what to read. We tell them to do this stuff. Kind of box them in, don't we? Yeah, and what we don't do is we don't teach them how to learn. How to think. Yeah, Yeah. how to think, how to use their brain. You see, learning, and I don't care if you're a corporate CEO. I don't care if you are a person who swaps toilets. I mean, it doesn't matter. You have to think. You have to process. And how to mm-hmm. and how to feel. It's you mm-hmm. know everybody thinks yeah. that we're we're um, subject to our emotions. Oh, now I'm angry. Now I'm sad. As mm-hmm. opposed to I know how to be happy. Right. I know how to process out my anger. I know how mm-hmm. to process out my grief. Yes. So that's, true. And that's nobody's being taught. This emo- right. people talk about emotional intelligence. But, but let's this go is farther big. than that. What if I can show you how to look at? And I'll come back. I'll do this with you again next month after we get this stuff introduced. I'm looking forward to it. But what if I can take your child or your CEO and teach you how to look at a sentence and be able to remember it? How many times have we had to read something over and over and over again? You mean I'll remember all the lyrics to the Christmas songs next year? No. (laughs) (laughs) We teach you how memory works. We teach you how to be able to become consciously aware. And those two words are part of the new website. <laughs> and, but we teach you how to become consciously aware of what you are doing right now. Right now, I'm talking to you, and I'm working with John, and nothing in this world right now is more important than what you have to say and what John is doing. If my mind is over across town thinking about other things I have to do today or tonight or whatever, that impedes my ability to learn. It impedes my ability to be productive. And it impedes my recall. Now, we are going to work with you. And it's a three-week program, but there's five of these three-week programs. The reason why we don't throw it all in one big box is because we want you to learn box one before you come to box two. Before I can be attentive and I can be focusing, I have to learn how to be attentive. I need to learn how to focus. Ballroom dance. you got to learn the box step before you can waltz. That's right. And in skiing, you've got to learn how to snow plow before you can slalom. It makes yep. perfect sense. Absolutely. We do that with our brain all the time. We have to show up. And we're going to teach you how to show up. We're going to teach you how to do math backwards. We're going to teach you all kinds of things that is going to trigger the brain to be able to have the recall to think faster and to use your brain to learn. What's the earliest age that you can work with? Oh, goodness. Uh, Personally, I've worked with children as as young as a year old. 
our uh, certified practitioners, we ask them to work with children as young as four years old. I take them on younger because I have all the tools. I got the 23 years of experience working with children. I love kids. You'll catch me on the floor playing with them. You'll catch me outside uh, playing with them. You know, my, my learning disabled kids or my ADHD kids or my autism kids, I, I engage them and they look forward to coming to work with me. And then when they get there, they're the most cooperative, most fun people. But children, I gladly accept. I'm looking forward to a new one coming in from Mexico. She's two years old, and she has a lot of seizures. She's had as many as 20 seizures in a day. Uh, we've been very good at knocking out the seizures. challenges of seizures. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And we've also worked with people in their 80s. Right. There's no age limit. No. It's awesome. So... For the people out there that they don't have access to this yet, and hopefully everyone will have access to this, yeah, is there something that they can learn or they can do on their own? Yeah. Uh, first of all, we can work with people anywhere in the world. And they just call the office, and uh, Valerie will set up an appointment. And do they need a computer? They just, do need Internet access. So they need so anywhere in the world, as long as they have Internet access. As long as they have Internet access. And it works them. on any mobile device, whether it be a tablet, an iPhone, a uh, Android, or Samsung, or any device that has Internet access, they can get it right there. And on our new programs, same thing. I got to see some of this stuff last night, and it, it's just really nice. So uh, anyone with Internet access, if you don't have Internet access... We invite them to come into the offices and work with the practitioners one-on-one. What drives you? You know, I love people. And to see a person recover, that's the greatest thing in the world. That stroke was the best thing that ever happened to me. It almost crumbled me. But as long as my eyes stayed on the stroke... I was incapacitated. When I got my eyes on the solution, things started happening. And that's the way it is with all of us. My job is to give you hope. And even if you don't have hope, my job is to find the hope inside of you and to bring that hope out. And when I can bring that hope out, change happens. It's just wonderful watching change. We have seen people... One little lady came to us through Ohio State's Dr. Canodia, and when they asked for this feasibility study or this project that we started, they said, tell us, how bad do you want these people to be? Just a little bit bad? Medium range bad? Or do you want some real bad? I told the doctor, hey, send us your dead people. Send us the ones that you can't work with. Send us the ones that have no hope. Send us the ones that had tried everything for so long. And the neat thing of it was they sent us 29 people, and we had 27 miracles. Watching people with PTSD change, watching people who were so depressed in this particular study. And many people don't realize that pain starts in the brain, Yeah, that it's an electrical signal, and it can yeah. be turned off. It can be. And yeah. that addiction mm-hmm. is an, an electrical signal that can the be turned off. The challenge I've had with addictions... The challenge is when they go back home, 
And they have the triggers. They've got all the emotional crowd triggers. that they hang with. Right. They've got to get away from the crowd. Right. Um, if they can stay away from the crowd, it's wonderful. They're home free. Absolutely. Dennis, I always ask our guests if you could uh, encourage people, listeners, to do one thing that mm-hmm. would be the top number one wellness tip that you would recommend, what would it be? Change your outlook. As long as you look at the problem, it's going to keep you down. Do you know that every cell in your body responds to your negative impulses from the way you think? If you can step away from the negative thinking and replace that with positive thinking, okay? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Find a solution. And if there's no solution available... Pull out a picture of you when you're 30 pounds less, or pull out a picture of you when you're well. Inspiration. Yeah. A reminder. And keep looking at that picture daily and stop saying, I've lost a lot of use of my right arm and my left leg. It's like the little train. I think I can. I think I can. Yeah, and because it'll soon come, I know I can. And then eventually it's, I did it, (laughs) you know? I did it. Yeah, and keep looking up. Literally, right? Yes. And figuratively. Absolutely. Literally. Mm-hmm. I yeah. find, I find, uh, and this is a ballroom thing as well, mm-hmm. if you're looking down, then the chin falls down, the mm-hmm. posture caves, mm-hmm. and now you're going to step on each other's feet. Yes. But if the eyes are up, uh-huh. the chin is up, the spine is erect, and the dance frame is perfect, and the dance is going to carry beautifully. Absolutely. And you can see your path. Exactly. I can see the future when I'm looking straight ahead. That's right. If I'm looking down, I see my steps. So you keep looking up, keep the positive mental attitude, and for goodness sakes, walk away from anybody who's bringing you down. Easier said than done if you're if they're your family or you <laughs> well, live with them. Oh, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. but it's true. Surround yeah. yourself with positive people and positive influences. Absolutely, I do my best to surround myself with people who are better than me, who are strong where I am weak. Because when I go down, they can pick me back up again. And there is help through the heart. And there is help in your service. If you're feeling really down, go help somebody who's in worse shape than you are. There you go. And just see how quickly that picks you up. There you go. Dr. Menace, it is such an honor and a pleasure to have you here. I'm very much looking forward to learning more, getting involved, and having you back. I'd love to. And I just want to remind everyone listening that you can go to the the website. You can go to healthandwellnessencinitas.com. There will be a list of show notes and links back to Dr. Manus and Brain Tech. And we certainly would love to hear from you. If you have questions, you're welcome to contact us to call us. You can call us at 206-600-2475. So much appreciate you listening. Please subscribe. And... Have a beautiful, beautiful day. This is Lisa Thorpe, and this is Health and Wellness Encinitas. Thank you. This show was produced by John Beethan and brought to you by Alkaway.com, the makers of UltraStream, working like nature to filter, alkalize, and naturally energize water, returning it to its natural, pristine state.